This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is a struggle for the survival. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. And this will be our last chance to save it. Trying to free your mind, it is this feeling that has brought you to me. At last. No judge in U.S. history has ever told somebody what they can and can't say. The whole purpose of the First Amendment is to keep the government the hell out of the business of speech. Many of us have been brought to break. A lot of us here have a calling. I can only show you the door. You awake another You're the one that has to walk through it. Something's happening, right? So, Brooke, you've made it to the Zoom. I've made it. You've made it. <laughs> You're supposed to be in studio. I know there was things going on. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll talk about that in getting you here at some point, um, in studio. Cause I know you've been, wa- I know you wanted to be here. I wanted you here. I wanted you to see this place. For sure. Um, oh, I'm still coming. There's, yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no stopping that. <laughs> um, and you're all the way out of Florida. One of the best, good old sunshine one of state. The best states in the country right now. That Texas. Listen. Probably, probably the only two states. Well, no, there's there's a couple more states that would be way better than Rhode Island. But um, <laughs> I mean, I love my governor. That's all I have to say. <laughs> DeSantis, DeSantis came out today. I, I don't know if it was today, but I just, I was just looking through Twitter before I sent you the link to um, is that he started. He talked to the Senate about um, mm-hmm. constitutional carry in Florida. Like he's now he's really pushing it. Into- oh, yeah. Um, and I know he's talked about it before, so now he's, he's, he's like really going in on constitutional carry, which is, I, I mean, we can go on about that. I think, I think the constitution is enough to say that you have constitutional carry, but mm-hmm. now you have to have politicians who have to come in there to reinforce what the constitution actually stands for. I think DeSantis does that to, to, to a big degree, but also there's. I don't know if you've been paying attention to, uh, you know, like the the primaries and the presidential elections that are going to be coming up at the end of the year, or yeah, that rather, Trump. Well, and there's kind of a floating video around of his like preliminary presidential campaign if he does make the run. I just think that right now he's kind of playing it smart. Um, yeah because he has to wait to see what happens as far as legislation because i know he doesn't want to resign as governor if he's going to actually run oh, so yeah, that's, i think that's another thing too he was trying to push through is that if he were yeah. to run he doesn't have to resign initially you know immediately while he's running so in case correct like, he, like so in case he loses the presidential election he can still remain he can still uh carry out the term of governor correct i think because I think ultimately he doesn't want to like resign and then if he doesn't get presidency he's left he's lost you know florida as a place that not only is he really fundamentally kept us alive and our economy thriving Mm -hmm. um i think that you know he truly does love this state and loves 
you know, service in a public forum. And so for him, it's like, I think he wants to make sure, like, if I do make this run, I'm not abandoning Florida at the same time. Um, so I think it's a smart move. I, I, I'm kind of like go back and forth on like, do I really want him to run now? Or do I really want him to run in 2028? Um, mm. personally, I feel like 2028 is a better time frame for him, but I'm not him. I can't make those choices. Uh, I, I don't know if he runs this sheet this time around, um, how nasty it's going to get between him and Trump. So, yeah. So I, I've seen bits and pieces and, and, and at first I thought it was just people mashing videos and sounds together, making it seem that Trump is talking shit to Ron and vice versa. I hadn't really heard anything on, on Ron's DeSanta side, but I've heard a lot. I've heard recently from Trump about him saying uh, that he wasn't the first governor that, you know, treated Florida good, basically. I'm paraphrasing what he was saying. I don't know. I don't know. What yeah. Exact word. He, and the thing was, like, this, is, was, this was the least nasty thing that Trump said about anybody. <laughs> I don't think he has much to say nasty about Ron because, you know, like, I'm, like, like Ron DeSantis or not, um, he, he, um, he, he, I think he approaches everything. He, he approaches everything with a Trump level, but more, more collected, I would say. Yeah. That's what I like to say. Like, I think like he has, Trump has actually said quite a few things, like kind of in a sideways way to like dig at him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he has a whole lot on him to really go like gunning for him, but he has said like, if you do run, like it will be, you know, it will be a nasty battle because I think he feels like DeSantis owes him something because of his campaign as governor originally yeah, when Trump was president. Yeah, he mentioned that. Um, but I think that honestly, the GOP is really, really would rather have DeSantis. And I, and that's not to say that I'm not a Trump person. I really, I supported him. I voted for him. Mm-hmm. I respect him as a businessman. He had created our country at a place where it really brought us back to really being more self-sustainable as a country. Um, mm-hmm. He cared about our economy. But I think that his um, inability to self-regulate himself and and know when to say certain things is where DeSantis has really polished that part of himself. Like he he's not afraid to stand up for what he believes in. He's not afraid to speak it, but he's also very charismatic and very strategic about what he says and how he says it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people really have leaned towards him because he does it in such a way that it's not making other people feel attacked. Um, And I think that's where Trump really failed is that he unfortunately took the attack basis of just kind of spewing out things. And like, although I get it, trust me, like I have the same problem. I, I speak my mind and I'm not filtered, but there's a time and a place. Um, and that's, I think where he's kind of like, you know, I think, took, uh, he needed a better PR person to, <laughs> to, to yeah. regulate his Twitter. <laughs> I think so too. Well, I mean, in the beginning, like, you know, I love an unfiltered Trump. I think, I mean, I love unfiltered regardless. I mean, yeah. even, if, even if it's a super like disgusting person that just says, unbelievable hate hateful things um mm-hmm. 
I want them I want them to be able to expose themselves. I want them to be able to have a way where the public can see them because I, we're probably going to go into 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 censorship right now because cancel culture and all that stuff because that's another big thing from the Trump era that that yeah. came out of that. We we were highly exposed to that. I mean, that was already coming. That was already there, but it was much more much more uh in our face when the Trump era, well, when Trump was in office was that, yeah. you know, Twitter, well, <laughs> you had, first of all, you had, you had very extreme leftists coming out of every corner, everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, calling him racist and all that stuff. And there, mm-hmm. were, there were things like, uh, I know, I know one thing that comes to mind right now is that when, when people called Trump racist, that he was racist towards Mexicans. Um, and there was a completely CNN, I think, was were the culprits of editing that video where he was talking about the cartels and and the MS-13s coming through the border and all that stuff. And how they edited the video was that Trump it made Trump seem or say that he was saying that Mexicans were rapists and drug dealers. He was yeah. talking about the cartels and the MS-13s and the gangs that came through there. He wasn't talking about the Mexican people. As an but it made it manipulate, it, it on, manipulate on them. And that yeah. also goes into Jan- January. If we speed up from that, that also goes into Jan into the January 6th thing where CNN also edited a video about him saying that uh, it, it was making it, it, it. Even the edited video doesn't even sound like he was trying to incite violence or anything like that. But that's how they tried to edit it when he was actually mm-hmm. saying, just go there speak freely and, and, and patriotically i'm paraphrasing him once again but, but i've seen yeah. the video i've seen the unedited video and he didn't say that he didn't say go to the state house to um to burn it down or to drag all of the politicians out of there he went there he told the people to say to go march over there and, and have your voices heard not to go cause violence and that's exactly what pretty much the majority of the people that went there did was not cause violence. There was yeah. only a very, very small fraction that did. And also Tucker Carlson <laughs> came out with a lot of evidence, a video of police escorting some of these, some of these guys that, uh, some of the guy, some of these guys that are now in jail right now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just walking them through the state house and, and and showing well, here's them. here's where i don't i'm really confused as a as a society is that we like we have literally allowed the media to like completely brainwash us into seeing scenarios that at a different angle than they really are hmm. um and i think that's where people really have went down the rabbit hole of like just believing what they see on the news believing what they see on social media that's not always reality and that can be twisted it can be turned it can be um you know manipulated in any way um i think the key is that unfortunately there's a lot of people that don't want to do their research they don't want to look into things they don't want to find out like hey what really did happen you know not the five minute clip that was put on you know social media or on the news to depict one side of the story when that's not quite frankly the case i mean it's there's always multiple facets to a story and it's really how you determine to get through it Mm -hmm. so no, I agree. And um, I was just thinking, too, um, I wanted to back up <laughs> before we go far, farther into this is that you and you and I go you and I go way back a long time. 
We've had many conversations. Long time. Do I don't even want to tell you how many years because that makes me feel really, really old. <laughs> well, luckily for us, I mean, at least for you, is that we age well. Uh, yeah. So it, so it's hard to tell on on you know we we could we could throw out a we could throw out a year, but you know we'll I was gonna say it's been about a. Yeah, there you go. I was like, I mean, let's say it's it's it, it, at least a decade or more, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 definitely so. been it's definitely been a long time. Uh, so you've also you've also made a lot of way. Well, you have a lot of followers on TikTok, and that's I do. Of, yeah, so I didn't introduce that correctly. I mean, that's another thing that I'm learning on on this podcast stuff is that I I, I have to properly introduce. I have to probably allow people to introduce themselves i just kind of dive into conversation uh which is fine that's okay um yeah you have a lot of followers on on tiktok and we and you talk about this and you and i have talked about many of the stuff that you have posted about especially on on politics and all that stuff you and i have gone back and forth for quite a for quite a while especially during the pandemic and all that stuff um even in the height of it uh yeah, you and I have 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 tossed back ideas on you know what do you think's going on what what does this really mean, you know all that stuff and then and then you know all the ideas and all of the uh, truth starts to blossom out. Um. So. From the Trump era, from from Trump's campaign, and how information was coming out. Um, how did that land you into? finding uh a voice basically in speaking about that and and then also and also get i think i could answer that probably because i think people would follow um i I think there's a lot more smarter people out there than the media would like to allow us to 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 realize do you think that when you utilize i think in the yeah i mean I think in the pandemic, I kind of like wasn't really a TikTok person and I started it as more of like an outlet to just really like voice my opinion. I think that um, honestly, there's a lot of uh, women that don't have, I guess, the the tenacity to speak so blatantly, honestly about certain things. Um, And there's a lot of women that I know that I'm friends with that have the same exact opinions and are not afraid to say it. And I think that's where I kind of went on TikTok is like, look, I'm not going on there to, you know, post my body, make, you know, all these fun, really crazy TikToks. And for me, it was more of like an outlet to just be like, this is my opinion and this is what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, is there more people out there that really agree with it? Uh, it's funny because I never expected to have as many followers as I do now. And most of it is because of the amount of things, topics that I talk about and things I bring up that most people are afraid to speak about. And I'm just kind of one of them people that's like, I don't really care what you think about me. I'm going to say it. I'm going to live in my truth. and I'm going to be authentic. Um, and as you should be, I-, I think that the world needs more people like that right now. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people at that time were looking for people to find yeah. some kind of uh outlet on and you know because they were probably thinking the same thing they just didn't know if they wanted to know that they had other people out there that thought like them that saw the actual reality like them versus yeah. everybody else that are that are on the t- 
TV or telling them like, you got to do this. You got to get the shot. You got to, you, you, you got to put your mask on. You got to stay inside. <laughs> you got to not go to the grocery stores only if it's necessary. You got to stay away from your family. You can't go to the funeral. You can't go to the hospital when your mom mm-hmm. or your grandmother or whoever that you know that's dying. I mean, the policies that were placed in here were fucking ruthless against normal human beings, normal working human beings. And not even just normal working human beings, but poor human beings also, like people who have not barely a pot to piss in. Well, and the worst part is, is that I feel like it really was, it wasn't even about the like, you know, it was nothing. It, it I guess my my take on it is it was nothing more than just a fear based of just making people afraid. And I mean, I, it's sad that like it's been what three years and it's it's still it's still there. Like I still see people walking around that are, you know, wearing masks in Florida of all places, Um, you know, wearing a mask, walking outside. Like they're afraid, like they're genuinely afraid of just living, like living. Like that's, that's, that's horrible that that we have allowed the government, Mm -hmm. the, the media to literally spew propaganda at us. That has made us made people actually physically and mentally and emotionally afraid to live their lives. Like that, that's, that's basically put people in cages that they can't even see they're in, which is quite frankly, pretty sad. Um, as you know, cause you've known me many, many, many years, I'm not really one to be in a cage. So, uh, I tend to kind of speak my mind. <laughs> I am. I, <laughs> I tend to be rebellious. You know, I'm a hundred percent rebellious and I speak my mind and I've done that since, you know, I was a little kid. And it's funny because I think the biggest reason why I went on TikTok to speak about a lot of the stuff that was going on, especially about vaccines and all of this was that I have a son like that I'm raising to be a hundred percent a lion. And he is, and I struggled with like, you know, I'm not getting him vaccinated. I'm not having him wear a mask to school. Like my son had to start kindergarten with a mask on, like not being able to physically see the friends faces of people that he knows. Right. That's sad, you know, yeah. and that's psychologically, emotionally, like, what does that do to a kid as they're starting school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there, I mean, there was a lot of study coming out with that, too, where where some kids were having a little bit of an issue trying to talk because yeah. um, especially in like, kinder, like, I think kindergarten or preschool or something like that, uh, where so when I to put in perspective, too, is like when my son when my son was born um i did not like the nurses having masks over their faces when they were like oh he's so cute he's so cute when he was yeah. trying to talk to him because i want him to see mouth movement because mm-hmm. i think that's important to see uh that's how you sound words out because you're you, it's also visual as much as it is by sound because um so the study was out and it was a very it was it was a brief study because like this is the first time that our country has ever had to do anything like this and a lot of westernized countries had to ever, had to ever do anything like this japan's japan and china has been way ahead of us as far as wearing masks out because uh i can go back five ten years japan has been wearing masks for whatever reason uh that's i don't know that that's just what they have in policy part of their culture i don't know but as far as they go america yeah. and europe and canada and 
other places really didn't use masks publicly like that only nurses mm-hmm. and doctors and all that stuff and a lot of that a lot of the times when that happened was when they were in the operating room or if maybe you had a flu and you're like hey can you wear a mask and it wasn't very uh it wasn't very enforced mm-hmm. but as far as children goes like very very young children when i when i read these articles was that they were having a little bit of trouble trying to speak or learning words because the teachers for that matter when they're in there they're trying to teach them the ABCs or sentences and all that stuff and trying to read or whatever. They're wearing a mask as they're saying it to the kid. So yeah, I know when I was going to the grocery store, if I was going to the bank or if I was going to, you know, a restaurant or whatever, when they allowed you in, um, is that they, when like the waiter or the waitress was talking to you, did you leave? You're all right. Uh oh. You good? <laughs> I can't hear you. Sorry. No, I'm good. You're good. I had to mitigate, you know, my rebellious child. I hear you. <laughs> uh oh. So, so, you know. So, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, my son runs around and he's always touching stuff. So, if he was here, he would be, he would be, if he was in the office, he'd be doing that right now. I'd, I'd be well mine is that mine is super loud because you know he's his mother's child so you know that's fun hey boys are boys boys will be boys Ooh, um, yeah the world ain't ready for my opinionated boy so i mean speaking on that about schools like that's the biggest struggle that i had with him was like he started school in the kindergarten with masks on one my kid doesn't want to wear one like so he was getting it in trouble because he was like oh well these are stupid. I don't need this. Like he's been raised by me. So quite frankly, he's not afraid to speak his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, like um, how do they learn social skills when they can't physically see the faces of the kids they're playing with? You know, yeah. like there's no way like you, right. you, you miss the the part of social skills of like facial expressions, all of those things, because you're just, you're taking half of that away. Um, so it was, I was really thankful that like we had a governor that was not afraid to be. So we had a little thing with Zoom. So we're back on, we're on a Skype now and we're going to join this video. We're going to leave, we left off right around where Ron, where you were talking about Ron DeSantis being very strong on being anti, not anti-mask, but uh, pro-choice and being strong on not having the masks very mandatory as well as vaccines not being very mandatory if we could pick back up on that part where you were talking well, about. And, I, and he does like i think that's one of the one things that i truly respect about him is that he's it's really just about giving parents the right to make those decisions mm. um it's just like the whole huge controversy that came up about the um parents bill of rights that he passed and that was really just to like give parents the power to to really choose like what do you want your kid to be educated on like i i personally don't want my kid to be taught you know critical race theory and and all these things that really are not not for the school to teach my kid um so i think he was really beneficial on like we're not i'm not going to force kids to make to wear masks like this the social mental um strain that it puts on children is not is not worth the 
very low possibility of them even getting the COVID, as we like to say. I don't even I don't even feel like it actually exists, but that's just me. So yeah, that, yeah that's another that's another deep like that, rabbit hole right yeah. there. And and there actually may be some substance to that. There, there, there I, I think there is. Um, I think Ron DeSantis was very strong on. I think I think he was actually very strong at first when when everything started coming out. I think he did it the right way. I think he went along with what Washington was going about, with what Trump was going about. Because let's face it, you're a political figure, you're a leader of your state, you're a governor, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be very careful on how you make decisions, especially on something that may or may not be truthful on what you're being told. Because let's yeah. let's also keep in mind that he's getting he's a smart man. I think he I think he's a very smart and articulate man, but he's also getting getting his information from the top from Trump, from Washington, wow. from, you know, the, 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 the people who are very much involved with um, secret operations and, and, and secret information. And they know what China's doing and Russia's doing and, and what's coming out of where and how the, 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 the virus is making its way over to, over to America and all that stuff. Right. So he has to be careful on how he's, uh, and how he addresses the situation and how he uh, creates safety parameters for the people of Florida yeah. and for people who are coming into Florida for tourists and all that stuff. So at first, every all of these all of these states like Texas, Florida, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, we'll say all the red states. Well, I don't I don't I don't like to label things like that but we'll 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 we'll, we'll keep there's it. no doubt that florida's red at this point i think oh, we made for that sure. very clear 100 <laughs> percent for sure um i don't like to do it like that but this is how most people are going to understand it but if we can look at the statistics between red and blue states the red were doing much more better uh economically um crime wise uh there are a lot more on their more pro-constitutional pro-freedom side of things which is mind-blowing to me because i met so many people in the last couple years that have moved here from we'll say blue states um that didn't agree with what was being implemented there and didn't agree with the freedoms that were being taken away from them and um honestly we're getting to the point as a state that like we're so overpopulated with people that have moved out of other states, not because they didn't love where they lived, but because they just didn't agree with the policies and the, um, you know, what was going on. And they just kind of were like, well, I'm not going to stay here and be silenced. And I'm going to go where my beliefs are in line with, you know, where I'm going. Right. So I think it's, it's crazy that like we, I've met people from Maine and, um maine. a lot of the northern states yeah maine new hampshire like tons of people that like i've sat next to and been like you know just kind of strike up a topic and they just say how they move down here because they they just agree with santis they're like i don't feel like my freedom should be taken away i feel like you know 
a lot of the policymakers in the state that I was in just didn't didn't listen to to what we really needed and weren't strong enough to stand up to uh, the powers that be. You know, I think that's what puts DeSantis apart is that he's not afraid to stand up. He does hear all the things coming up from the top, but he's also not going to fall for all of the BS and he's going to speak up about it. He's not afraid to. No. Yeah. And that's something that I highly respect him because like going back in, in the previous part of the conversation was that I was saying that um, I, I, I don't even think that we were talking about it uh, on air here. I think that we were talking about it off air was that Ron is a Trump, like a light version of him. And I, and I don't mean light version as in like he's not strong like him, but he's more articulate. He's more precise in what he says. Yes. He's more... Uh, calculated on what he says. Trump is a more wild, a little bit yeah. more wild, a little bit more egotistical, if I if if I would say. Um, but it's not to really dumb down on what Trump is, for that matter. It's 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 I think, and I think Ron sees through the veil a little bit more yeah. than what Trump does, and and I think Ron DeSantis is 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 a little bit more accepting of criticism where he can break it down and think about it and probably even come back on it and say like you know what you might be right and this is what i'm going to do about it instead of fighting and say no no no, Mm -hmm. i'm right all the time this is what i've done look at what i've done that's that's a bit of a trump personality um the thing the thing about that is that uh I, 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 I think where Trump fails on between him and because like there was, you know, I, I, I really think that the establishment wants a Trump and DeSantis war uh, mm-hmm. on, on on a political on a political scale um, on reaching presidency. I, and like you said, I think I think you said before is that um, I would also hope that DeSantis waits on his presidential uh, on his presidential arrival because. I think Trump still has a little bit of a chance in getting in there and and it's it's I can't I just think up. strategically that it would be a smarter move for him to wait till 2028. Yes. Because you know, I don't think, I think his numbers that are there. Yeah. No, I don't think his numbers are there yet and I think that Trump unfortunately um he is a very arrogant man. Um mm. and that is what has gotten in the way of people really seeing like his true intention behind what he wants for this country um and i think that is where what has set him and desantis apart is that uh desantis is far less he's more able to control what he says and doesn't let arrogance get in the way which trump does um and but trump still has a following trump truly has a huge following because there is a lot of people that see beyond that arrogance and aren't afraid to get their feelings hurt and know that he is truly somebody that wants this country to thrive and thrive on her own, mm. not dependent on other people's resources and not dependent on another country. Um, so I think that in my opinion, it's a smart move for DeSantis to stay governor and wait and do his bid at 2028. But he may not. He may choose to go up against him. And if he does, I know that it's going to be a nasty battle um, on the media platform because, unfortunately, 
they're both gonna they're both gonna gun for each other and, and Trump is not he's gonna he's gonna throw low blows. That's just who he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he feels like the Santis owes him something. You know, he That's brought him in, he yeah, supported yeah. him, he he helped him in his first bid as governor. Um mm-hmm. so I feel like it's kind of Trump is like, hey dude, like slow your roll. I'm the reason why you're at the platform you're at. Right. Um so right. That's the cockiness and arrogance of, of, yeah. of Trump. That, that's that's the thing I'd rather him not have. Um, yeah. Which is I, unfortunate because I like people that are cocky and arrogant, but there's a time and a place. Yes, that right. hundred percent. I think there's a time and a place because on, on one hand, yes, I can see them as being very heavy competitors between each other. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, they could be the most prominent historical team that we probably would ever see in our lifetime between two people right uh because i i I think a trump and pence uh team you know what the what what, i feel like i feel like pence was a filler you know what i'm saying and and trump was the so but the only okay so but so i'm gonna throw a curveball though because i feel like there's a good there was a good lost opportunity for Trump to call DeSantis as his VP, but yeah, yeah, yeah. catch could, 22, could he could have Candace Owens. And I'm going to tell you right now, Candace Owens is a Ooh. solid run for that. Oof. Solid. Oof. I will, I, Oof. that is one woman I firmly respect. And I think that would help him gain far more, you know, minority votes and uh, would definitely sway certain people to definitely follow Trump uh, and be more inclined. I think Candace Owens has, I think she's a very smart woman. I think she's very, I think she's very sharp on, on, on her beliefs and what she says and how she thinks. And, 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 and she sees through the veil of the political system and all that stuff. I, I, I do like what she says. Um, yeah, I, I, I really can't see any other person other than Ron DeSantis being a better uh, person on on Trump's campaign and, and being an ally and also being uh, like a vice president ally. I think she would be, and if that were to happen, she would be the first vice woman vice. Pre- no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kamala would be. <laughs> yeah, Kamala. <laughs> that fuck. She fucked that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she would be the first. I was gonna say. I'm sorry. That's not my. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She not would my be, VP. <laughs> The first, yeah, exactly. She would be the first articulate, very informed vice president. Yeah, woman. Um, that. But in 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 Trump might surprise us. I think he might come back that and might really actually call be possible. DeSantis that could as be a possible. flip script and be like, "Hey, DeSantis is going to be my VP." He may. They just. This may just be a ploy to kind of confuse us. I don't know. Oh. Like, it, it may just be a surprise. And I think, and I think, because of how light Trump has gone after Ron DeSantis, because he hasn't really said anything like that says like, oh, you know, like, like, like the last thing that he was saying was, um, was when he was saying that uh, the previous governor was was what set Florida in the in in the way that it is now, and then Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. just inherited it and all that stuff. I'm paraphrasing what he was saying. But that's kind of what he, what, what, what he was getting at. 
And I'm like, that's a very light diss. Like, that's not like, like Trump, cause, cause Trump can diss. You that, know? Was Trump, that was PG. That was PG. Trump, cause, cause Trump can really go in on people. And like, I, I don't, I don't think that's, that would be like a win over for me. Like, I just think that that would be, Trump was always very comical in that sense when he could like really go, but he also came with very factual evidence on things like uh, when he went at Jeb Bush, he was like, you know, you guys fucked up 9-11. You guys went in there and there was no mass uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction. And you went in there anyway and you got us into a war. He was truthful with that. And but it was still a it was still a hitter. And then when he when he was debating between himself and and, uh, Hillary and he was like and Hillary was had something I'm paraphrasing, but she, she says something about Trump saying, I would not want Trump to be in control of law or anything like that. And then Trump, after he after she said that, he was like, because you'd be in jail. And very <laughs> matter of factly, that would be the case if that would go through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now, the funny thing is, is that all of that stuff Hillary was under fire for, Trump was under fire for this fake Russia collusion bullshit uh, that he was in cahoots with Putin and that he was in cahoots with China and all that stuff. All of this stuff was coming out and all of this stuff was being um, flooded out into the media through his entire campaign. And uh, none of it was true. None of it. Whereas you had Hillary, you had Obama, you had uh, Obama, uh, Biden also linked to all of this corruption that was going on, I think in Iran, it was, where people were actually killed. I, Hillary knew about it, and deleted emails and stuff, and she she hasn't seen a day. She she's she's been under the fire. Through, uh, damn, I can't remember that senator's name. Oh man, he was a good one too, and and he was drilling her for it, and like she hasn't seen a day of any charges, any jail time, nothing. Well, and let's get real here. Like, okay, yeah, Biden is our president, but. You also have uh, Obama and Hillary that are really just still completely in the folds. They're they're there. Like, is it is it really Biden's presidency? No. Or, or is it just no. is it just another term for Obama? Let me let, let's get real here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm kind of kind of at the point now where I'm like, um, I I don't I, really know. Like, I'm actually, Obama couldn't run again, so it's basically his third term. Yeah, for sure. And and I'm actually very surprised. And I don't want to speak too soon because it could be it could be on that side where they end up having Michelle Obama run. And that would be that would be hard between him between excuse me, between her and Trump. Um, only because of the background and the stuff that she's done over time. I don't think that I don't think that's gonna be a wild card that's thrown out. I don't think so. If it if it is that's interesting, I would not have thought of that. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. I, I I would I would think I would think that's not an unforeseeable option for them. Uh-huh. Um, I, I I would think that would be probably a more devastating option for them if they were to choose that. I don't know. Um, there may be somebody else that comes out of the fucking wild card. It ain't gonna be Biden. I, and if it is Biden, and 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 if and if he wins at all. Define winning. Yeah, define winning for sure. Define winning. Define winning because we went we went through one of the most <laughs> historical, unprecedented events between elections, 
that we have ever seen. We've seen oh, it yeah. between Bush. We've seen it between Bush and Al Gore. Al Gore actually won, and he was a de- uh, he was a Democrat between between Bush. But we've seen it that Al Gore had won that. He had mm-hmm. won Florida, I think it was. And all of a sudden, a few hours later, George Bush, George W. Bush wins it. And yeah. this is where we get the eight years of George W. Bush. We had 9-11. Uh, all that stuff. The war on fucking terror. That's where that began. The police. You mean the 20 year war that we didn't yeah. even really need to fight that at this point we've kind of just really pissed off people across the, you know, pond that at this point, uh, you know, we stuck our noses where we didn't belong. And yep. then we snuck out. We snuck out in the middle of the night. Yeah, we snuck out in the middle of the night and left millions yeah. and billions of dollars of yeah. fucking military equipment for yeah. those who we not only liberated from, apparently liberated from, but also armed those who were oppressing yeah. that that yeah. region of the country, uh, of Iraq specifically. Um, the veil has long been lifted since then. That's and that, and, and 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 I'm going back a little bit because because um, Trump was very very much involved with 9/11 too. He he actually. Uh, funded, um, ex- uh, I want to I want to say excavation. I may be using the wrong term, but uh, the re the um, uh, you know trying to find people who were maybe survivors during nine eleven. He was funding that. Yeah. Um, not many people know that, and if they do know that, they don't speak of it publicly too much. That was a part of that was a historical part of our of our very you know, early history between um, 9-11 up to Trump being president. Mm -hmm. So I think that with all with all that in mind is that Trump being versus DeSantis is is a terrible idea, in my opinion, because I think that both of them together would be a powerhouse. And that would also if DeSantis decides that he would accept an invitation on being a vice president, that would segue him into actually being president president that's my opinion i think yes. I, I think that would be very much a more uh strategic point trump however the only problem that i have with trump right now one one of the one of the many reasons but one big one is that i know that he was responsible for warp speed on getting the vaccine out mm-hmm. we now know that the vaccine is well we've known that the vaccine was going to hurt people but publicly, it's more it's now accepted as, as as reliable information that the vaccine has now hurt people. It's it's killed not only hurt people, it's killed people. It's yes. killed them, not just old people, not just uh, people who are allergic to eggs or whatever. It killed children. It's killed young adults and it's killed very healthy human beings that have lived a very healthy normal life and it's killed them um and that's just what we've seen as immediate like results like what what are the long-term effects of these these things that we're not going to see for you know three or four years um never mind the fact that you had women that were unvaccinated that men were vaccinated and they women were having for you know female productive problems just from having intercourse with men that were vaccinated oh jesus and, i didn't know that oh, oh yeah 
like huge, huge topic of conversation of like women were having problems physically because of that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of long-term effects. And I mean, to me, honestly, I feel like um, it's, it's a greater, for me, the goal of that vaccine is not to stop the COVID. It was to um, minimize population. Oh, of in course. A huge way. Um, and what are the reproductive problems that people are going to see? What are the kids that are going to come back and, you know, 10, 15 years from now when they're trying to have babies, they can't? Um, what are the actual long term effects of what? people put in their bodies without education of knowing what was in it. Right. Um, so I think there is so much more that is not talked about um, when it comes to that vaccine. I mean, that, that part, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of what do you mean? Okay. So if you, if you have s- some info on it, when you mean that men who have been vaccinated with women who have not been vaccinated, Mm-hmm. What do you mean by reproductive? What do you do you mean by like what do you mean? So so I have a very good friend of mine that is an actual uh gynecologist. She's uh-huh. a woman. She has shared beliefs on the vaccine. And um we were actually talking about it because I have quite a few friends that work in a healthcare field that uh, were being pressured to be, you know, take the vaccine that didn't want to. And we had a very long open conversation about it, and there was a huge increase in just her office alone as a gynecologist of women who were having reproductive problems um, that never had that history before because their partner had been vaccinated and the bodily fluids is my nicest way of putting that um, that they were exchanging actually were causing reproductive problems with the women um, because of what is now changing in the man's biological system as in trying to actually conceive or yeah trying to conceive um reproductive problems like uh just numerous things that showed her that at this point that um those that have been vaccinated the long-term reproductive problems are not seen now but will be foreseeably seen in the future as far as the reproductive problems we already have i mean look back into history and if you look back before birth control was even invented there wasn't as many problems of fertility and all of these things i think there's a huge Mm. there's a missing link of people seeing that although the government is showing you something like birth control is great you should take this but what they're not showing you is all of the long-term side effects that we have seen as a society that people are blinded by because they're just told, well, birth control helps you not have babies. Well, that's correct. But does it also put women into menopause at 40 years old? Does it also <laughs> make women to where they're not fertile anymore when they try to get off of birth control and have babies? Um, what are the hormone problems that people have? What are the psychological impacts to those hormone problems? I think there is a huge uh, misconception that if the government says, well, this pill is great and you should take it because you're not going to be able to have babies and you can just have babies when you choose to. um, That's not the case now. There's a lot of women that were on birth control from the moment they hit puberty. And then when they went to try to have babies at a, you know, right time in life, can't have babies. Yeah. Why? 
Yeah, that you know. Very factual. Uh, birth control, especially the pills and the shot and all that stuff, has created a very wide range of um, uh, not only not only uh, a birth mouth um, mm-hmm. um, complications, but when they're actually able to uh, conceive, is that it can even cause birth defects mm-hmm. on. You know, on on babies, on 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 babies that are not not even not even just fetuses that are growing. Sometimes that it it, it doesn't even allow the fetus to even grow within the sac. It actually grows outside of it. Um, yeah, I'm, and, I mean, I mean, and, and you're speaking from a person that I've had. Like I was on birth control when I was a teenager. I, you know, wasn't right. as highly educated on things in the world at that point in my life, and it took years of flushing my system out of really getting my hormones balanced, getting back to the, you know, being all natural and having the ability to educate myself to really see that. And so it's funny because I have people that are women that are my age that are, you know, going through almost pre-menopause and they're, yeah. and I'm sitting here trying to educate them of like, you've been on birth control your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Your body is going to do that because you have literally messed with its biological system. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I think there's, you know, getting back to the whole COVID thing and the vaccine, I think there's a lot of immediate results we have seen from the deaths of perfectly healthy people. But I think there is, I think in the next four years, we're going to see a huge increase in what the long term physical health effects are of that vaccine 100% and there's video of it that, that's been there's hundreds of videos of it that are circulating mm-hmm. throughout now I, I don't know let's just say I don't know five out of ten are actual people who, who have taken the vaccine and yeah they're, they're caught on video either at a gym or either uh, out walking at a train station or whatever and they just fucking fall over young people like us, thirties, mm-hmm. twenties, mm-hmm. whatever, falling over. Like now, it's not, it's not rare. Well, it's not common. I would, I would say that people our age don't don't keel over from heart problems or stroke. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not. It's very rare for that to happen. It's not to say that it doesn't happen. It has happened, and w- and it has happened in in. in uh, uh, throughout the world, it does happen. However, <clears throat> it does not happen at the frequency that it's been happening within the last couple of years now. And this is the, this is a very short term part of this vaccine thing that is going on. The Pfizer documents that ha- that that have gone out twenty thousand. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a lot of pages. I don't even know how many pages. Five hundred twenty five hundred, I believe, within the first four months. I think three or four months of the testing. Now, remember, Pfizer said that they never, that Pfizer told us that they said that they never tested this, that they, that they, well, I'm sorry, they tested it, but they didn't have any human trials. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any human trials, apparently. But when the Pfizer documents ended up coming out, there were about 2,000 or 2,500. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, whoever's out there that listening to this. Um, 1,200 people Excuse me. Let me back up. Twenty thousand trials gone out during the Pfizer documents. Twenty five hundred of them died. 
mm-hmm. and then there were various uh, complications and, and harms to them or something like that. Now, scale well, that's the thing is we're not that even seeing that. Scale that up. Well, let's let's also go a little bit further into that because before the before the actual vaccine came out, that was when those Pfizer documents were going on. That's when when those Pfizer trials were going on. They were telling us that for eight months that oh we have a perfect vaccine we're gonna we're gonna cure everybody. Even Trump was behind this. Now he may or may not have known what what the implications of this was at first. I'll give him that. I'll give yeah. him that first. But the administration, Dr. Fauci, you know what I'm saying? He had to go by him anyway. He was the, what, CEO of uh, CDC? Uh, mm-hmm. Director of CDC, rather. Um, so all of these things are happening, right? So all these people are getting it. They're all afraid. They're all wearing the mask. They're double masking. They're quadruple masking. They're sextuplet masking and all that stuff. They're wearing face <laughs> fucking helmets and whatever and body suits. And they're going to the gym and they're driving around and they're fucking electrical vehicles. And, uh, and 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 some of them were passing out and keeling over because of that alone. Um, so all of this is going on. Now, two, three years later, within within the first one to two years of when that vaccine had had released, already people were having complications with uh, nerve damage. They were they were experiencing like a Parkinson's disease type of thing, uh, an epilepsy type of. Uh, type of uh, uh, seizures and all that stuff. They were, they were experiencing skin problems. They were experiencing heart arrhythmia problems, high blood pressure problems, clotting problems, vision problems. All of these things have been, have been results of the vaccine. And at first, people were saying like, oh, no, you're lying. You're just being hyperbolical. Uh, what is it? What's the word? Hi- hyperbolical. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and the funny thing is, is like I've actually witnessed. Okay, so in my office, I am one of, you know, let's let's put a pool of small test groups. So we have yeah. thirty people within my, um, you know, where I work, and there's four, maybe four or five that are unvaccinated. Majority of them are vaccinated. Um, by choice, that's their choice. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not upset about that's it. Another thing. Um, by choice, you should have that choice. We're good. Yeah, like I, I, I feel like there's this big misconception that because I have conservative viewpoints and I have, um, you know, I would vote for a Republican that like I'm not open to interpretation of everybody having their own opinion. I right. quite frankly don't care who somebody marries, what they want to do with their life, you know, what how they choose to live it. That's not my business. My business is that I want the freedom to do my own, to make my own choices as well and not be forced to be made to, you know, do what you want me to do. It's just like with the vaccine, my body, my choice. I should have the choice to not get vaccinated if I choose to not get vaccinated. Um, So, you know, I did a kind of a test pool on my own uh, place where I worked. And out of the majority that are all vaccinated, they're always getting sick. They're, I mean, they've had COVID seven, eight times. I've never had the flu shot. I've never had a vaccine. I've never, I mean, I was vaccinated when I was a child, but as an adult, I've never had the flu shot. I've never had the COVID vaccine and I've never had either one of them. My immune system is healthy because I take care of it, but I've also educated myself on understanding what I shouldn't be taking and what I sh- how I should be taking care of my body in a very natural way to let my body do what it's supposed to do. Right. You know, and that's another so, that's another thing too. Like 
people like you and I were were being criticized for for you know this whole trust in the science mm-hmm. shit. Um, the body is able to create immune uh, antibodies against you know a virus, bacteria, whatever. It's able to do that, and and there was factual study, factual uh, evidence that the body was creating antibodies against this virus that was released purposely mm-hmm. by people who were in charge of that. Fauci was was attached to that. Uh, Bill Gates was is most one hundred percent attached to that. Um, and that's just not saying that. It's 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 factual. You can link it. You can you can link Bill Gates, Fauci together with Wuhan. They were fun. Yeah. They were funding it. They knew what was going on. The criminal. Let's get real. Bill Gates made a video about this years ago. Years ago, two thousand. Years ago, I think seven, two thousand seven. Yeah. I, I might I might be wrong with the date, but it's somewhere between two thousand four, two thousand nine, somewhere between there. And so, how funny is it that this is the same man that also owns a lot of food sources? Not as to far mention, as, you know. Oh yeah, he 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 he. I think that went through. I think that actually went through where he bought like, I don't know if it was 90 million acres or 300 acre, 300 million acres or something along the lines of, of, of crop building. So where he can grow food and all that shit. Bill Gates wants to, he had, um, I don't remember what the video, you could probably find it on YouTube if it hasn't been fucking taken off because of censorship (laughs) shit. (laughs) Uh, hopefully rumble has it. Um, but Bill Gates wanted, was promoting some type of way to create chemically made meat, chemically, Mm -hmm. uh, designed meat, which would be, uh, 3d printed basically using fucking chemicals. So, uh, (laughs) the process of what we do that already, I'm going to use McDonald's for an example, their chicken nuggets. I don't know if they do it currently, but I know that they did do it was that that they that they would use pneumonia as a preservative in their chicken to create chicken nuggets. They're very delicious chicken nuggets that you can put in honey mustard and barbecue sauce and sweet and sour sauce. They were fucking delicious when I was a kid and I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the fact is, is that they're poisonous. That's poisoning. Uh, so when you're creating chemically made meat, what does that mean? They're 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 create they're they're using things that aren't natural to our bodies. It's not like an actual burger that you get. I, I know for, I'm pretty ninety nine percent sure that when you go to if you go to, I don't go to McDonald's to eat anyway. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to McDonald's and eating, anyone out there? Uh, you're you're not getting meat. You're not getting an actual burger from a cow. You're getting some mixed bullshit. Yeah, it might even be fucking human meat for all we know. <laughs> That's also <laughs> a rumor. Um, so Bill Gates is behind. Bill Gates wanted to create want, wanted to augment. Uh, I think mosquitoes, and that's also an actual thing. He wanted to augment mosquitoes to create uh, vaccines to spread mm-hmm. vaccines so when they sting you they're, they're injecting the vaccine and doing it's fucking crazy it's 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 insane what these people want to do bill gates is responsible also i think in india and africa um 
where he was doing, I don't know what the vaccine was. I, 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 I want to say, I don't think it was for polio that polio's, I think is a little bit before his time when he, when he, when he became a mil, uh, billionaire. But, um, I know that had, had something to do with a vaccine. It might be, it might be H1N1 where they were in, injecting the vaccine and it created cancer and it was killing and it was to children. It was, they were, it was killing children. Fauci is also responsible for creating a vaccine and an injection on children where it was killing them. And I, I do believe it was in Africa that he was responsible for. Um, you can, and you can research this stuff. You could, you could correct me if I'm wrong, um, but that stuff has been out there and it's also been questioned against him uh, by Rand Paul. And Rand Paul has been very good at drilling him on some very specific information. All emotions aside, very specific uh, information that he was drilling him on, on the vaccine, on, on, on COVID-19 and why and, and what he knew. And did he know that it came, uh, what it was a gain of function was the main issue because the gain of function uh, was the issue on creating viruses and bacteria and being able to uh, create that to uh, transfer into humans. So for yeah. instance, you create a, a flu that is amongst birds or a flu that is amongst pigs or cows, whatever, creating that to genetically form that to uh, be susceptible to human beings, basically to, to transfer to human beings. And that was the question. And, and, and <laughs> the CDC was trying to change the definition of what gain of function is, what a virus is, what a vaccine is. And, um, Rand Paul was very good at questioning that, but you know, you know, all this questioning, do these people actually see a day of time for the, for the crimes that they've done? And it's almost like the frustrate. I, I could, you could see the frustration in people like Rand Paul, who was drilling him, Ted Cruz, who were drilling people like this. Um, it's frustrating. You can see it in their eyes that they're frustrated with that because they want Rand Paul legitimately. If he could, if no one was around, no cameras were there, I'm pretty sure Rand Paul would want to beat him into beat him into the ground. And well, I because they can't justify any of the actions of what they're saying. They can't, they, can't. there's no, there's nothing to back up what they're saying. And I mean, I think that's where, for me, it was really just an epiphany of at one point, just feeling like I need to educate myself. Like I'm tired of believing, I don't, I don't even watch the news because I just got tired of the point where it's like, I don't believe anything that's said on the news. I don't believe what I see on social media. I don't feel like I need to be fed what mm. they want me to believe and I need to do the research myself and you know educate myself I mean let's get real here like okay we have the FDA we have the CDC okay that's great we should put all our faith in them why who said who says that we have to put all of our faith in them you know right who, who because they're the CDC because they're the because they're the who but, but who gave uh, them that power and why and why I mean let's get right. real here we as Americans have the most issues with obesity, health problems, cancer, anxiety, mental health issues, you name it, we have a huge increase of those problems based yeah. on the fact that we have manipulated food sources, we have sprayed chemicals everywhere, we have destroyed so much of our own ecological system mm. and not saw the actual impacts of what it's going to do. And then we've, we've fed these 
you know, people, um, processed foods, chemically laced foods that are covered in stuff that we have no knowledge about. And then we wonder why people have depression and anxiety and they have, you know, fertility issues and cancer. And you have, you have babies that are, you know, a couple years old, you know, eight year olds that have cancer. How, how you didn't have all those, those things back then, you know, you, we have modified our, not to this extent. No, not even no. close. And I think that's where, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize is it's really just educating yourself and really seeing what is beyond the propaganda that's being put on the news and social media to just kind of guide you in what they want you to believe. Um, I, I don't believe anything unless I see it or I have proof or I have facts. Right. Right. Some, some so, track record, some, some way to, some way to, yeah. yeah. So, you know, why, why do you, so compare, so in comparison to us, because like when the, when the pandemic had came or had came around, had, had actually went full throttle. I think, I think it came, I think it came full throttle in February in our mm-hmm. country of 2020 of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, when that came around, I think everyone was like, okay, you know, even, even those of us that were able to, uh, you know, decipher through information and all that stuff, we were like, okay, what's going on? What, what, even I was, I was like, okay, what the, what, what, what's going on? What, what are they distracting us from? That's, these are the questions that are flowing in my head. What's coming around? Why are we doing this? Is this another th- front to get Trump out of office. This is this is all what I was thinking of because Trump is in office at this time. Yeah. Um, because they wanted to get him out of there. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to get him out of there with all the Russian shit, but they couldn't get him on it. All that blah, 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 blah. What else is going on? What else are they trying to keep us from? Is there another war brewing? And little do we know there's another war brewing also. Oh, there's another war brewing. There's uh, no question uh, about that. So right now the people that are trying to the 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 war that will brew will be after they watch us self implode on our, on ourselves. Well, another thing. Yeah, sure. And that too, while all this is happening, we have these riots, the BLM riots, the Antifa Mm -hmm. riots, the, uh, the white nationalist riots and all that stuff. And then everybody in between of all this are like figuring out what the fuck is going on. What is going on? Got, Got Antifa, and pretty much Antifa and BLM pretty much teaming up, right? Uh-huh. And then you got, and then you got, I don't know, something happened in North Carolina or one of the Carolinas, I think it was. Uh, these supposedly white nationalists protecting a statue, and they were being attacked or whatever. I don't know what the whole story behind behind that is. So you have that going on. You have, and then this pandemic comes out of nowhere, right? Kind of comes out of nowhere. China was. Uh, was going through it i had heard about it a couple months before february but didn't think too much of it because we had already gone through h1n1 we'd already gone through west nile virus when that was a big thing and blah 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 and they yeah. thought it was gonna go sweep across the country and h1n1 was gonna wipe everybody out during the obama administration blah 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 that didn't really make too much headway well it made headway but it didn't make headway as COVID 19 did right yeah. so 
I think all of that stuff also was was a premise of of uh, of creating hysteria and programming for people to get used to the fact that there's going to be these viruses that come out so that they can better control people who are pretty much afraid and more docile to to be told what to do. Those of us who do not like to being told what to do and like to question things that are don't make sense or if they make sense they want to know a little bit more about it and what does this mean why are you saying this why are you saying it this way and why are you doing it this way uh does a mask make sense for me to wear outside while i'm running and jogging or walking or going to a store am i really protecting anybody while i'm getting a vaccine or is somebody that's getting a vaccine protecting me does that even matter why you know what i'm saying all these questions start floating about they're only questions and that's the thing that people who question things like you and i have been attacked have been befriended maybe even family members have looked at you a little weird that that you may not connect with too well or or friends that you may not connect too well or just you know maybe people that oh i've been like full-blown attacked by my own family members like yeah I, this has truly separated people in general like even families have been fractured by their beliefs and the people that want to question things i mean let's get real like okay so you know we have friends that don't have the same opinion as us and you know some of us can all sit down and have a debate and be okay with that let me let me i'm gonna go back to what you were saying a lot of what we were saying then which may have been opinion have now became fact so was it really opinion or did we just know the forthcoming of what was going to occur so yeah well and i think that's where it's like we were all called conspiracy theorists i'm not a conspiracy theorist i just question everything and i want proof nasty work the nasty work by the way the cia created the the term conspiracy theory in order to divert people who question things that that uh, it actually came from the Kennedy assassination when people were questioning it on how it happened and who was who uh, that shot him, that the CIA created this term so that they would be made out to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So whenever that conspiracy theory, conspiracy theorists came out and said, oh, I got information that says this, that says completely different what, from what the government was saying. People would think, oh, you're just crazy. You're just a crazy conspiracy theorist. And they would just brush you on. Your conspiracy friends have been right all along. I was going to say, we we knew before you knew because we were willing to ask the questions. It's kind of like, um, oh, I can remember back, I'm gonna you know, back that, in. That. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, really, at the end of the day, we're able to ask the questions. Like, I'm going to ask questions. And that's just yeah. what it is. Like, you can you can call me what you want. But. I want to be educated on it and I'm not about to just have somebody slap a piece of paper in front of me and be like, okay, yeah, this is it. Like there's no questions involved. No, I'm going right. to, I'm going to ask why, Right. why when you, you know? sign a contract, let's say you're buying a house or buying a car or whatever. When you sign a contract, you're going to read through what you're signing. I mean, at least, at least, does everybody read fine print? Cause not everybody does. Probably don't. They probably don't. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that, that sign themselves all over. Um, yeah. What's up, Austin? <laughs> um, he's, they, he's, he's I, busy. I think I think everyone that comes here's another thing too. 
is that I've had friends that were very, uh, well, I wouldn't say friends, but associated people that I worked with. No, it's, it's true. Associated people, like through music or whatever. Um, and it's funny, too, because being very involved with the hip-hop community and all that stuff is that I found out who people really were um, mm -hmm. musically, whereas, okay, they spoke about these things. They spoke about anti-establishment. They spoke about, uh, you know, government lying to you. And then when it came down to the government actually actually in your face lying to you not that they have been before but they but they actually have been lying to you about a pandemic and they're telling you to do all these things and, and and go through all these protocols and now you're backing out now you're mm -hmm. telling me who's also involved in the hip-hop community uh that crazy that i'm anti-vax or that i'm anti uh anti-life <laughs> i called i was anti-life because I didn't want to get a vaccine and I was telling people, hey, be careful on doing that. Uh -huh. It's your choice, but be careful on doing that because let's face it, there's history. There's actual history of vaccines hurting people. Uh, I think the, uh, I, I think it was one of the events was the Tuskegee event where minorities, African-Americans, poor, poor African-Americans, poor whites, poor uh, uh, Native Americans who were injected with, I believe, syphilis uh, uh -huh. that i think i'm paraphrasing I'm, i might be wrong about this i know that i'm right about the event i know that i'm right about what had happened but they, i think they were told that they were being injected with the polio vaccine when they were actually injected with syphilis syphilis killed them or or created some type of harm where they couldn't function as an as a regular uh new uh human being that they were we have a history in our country and this was in america you know what I'm saying? This was in America. So we have a history in our country where that has occurred. So why is it to think any different that it would occur now? Because we're in a, we're, we're in a technological state, because we have YouTube, because we have fucking Netflix. It doesn't make any sense to tell me that, okay, the government's telling you, you got to do this. This is what's happening. Take this warp speed fucking vaccine from Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson and Johnson, and and you're not gonna get. And we, and we and by the way, we developed it in eight months, uh, faster than than anything has ever happened since, uh, you know, within the last ten years of a flu vaccine. We're gonna. I was get, gonna say, look back on history of vaccines. It took 20, 30, 40 years yes, to develop yes. vaccines. You did it in eight months, and you want me to take it? I'm not signing up to be a guinea pig. Right. Right. Oh, and by the way, not only that no. happened. Not only did that happen, but if you take this, oh, you can go to the restaurants without a without a mask on. You can go to the stores without a mask on. Uh -huh. Go and take public transportation, planes, trains, automobiles without a mask on because you're taking the vaccine. Oh no, no. By the way, so you're giving me my freedoms by forcing me to take a vaccine. Yeah. How? Right. But is that not a way for the government to convince us? to comply because they want to see they want to set us all apart who's going to be the ones that are just going to do it not ask questions and who are the ones that we're going to have to deal with later sure they're going to be the problem child the ones that are going to ask questions sure. Sure. i mean I don't, I don't know if you heard but apparently the usda wants me to register my farm if i have a farm and i have a garden i have to register it why 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 do you need to know if i have a home garden you have private land why do you have to yeah. why do you have to why hold on why do you have to register private land that you own, right? Uh, 
and that you're growing on. And you have to tell the USDA, hey, I'm growing whatever fucking vegetable uh, yeah. or whatever meat, whatever eggs, whatever, whatever. Why? 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 Because because I'm self-sustaining myself mm-hmm. from you. It's about because control. they want to know where do we go whenever we need to be able to get rid of the people that are able to survive and sustain themselves on their own. The bo- exactly. The bottom line is, is that who do we have to take over that is left mm-hmm. when everybody else is complied because they're cowards. Let's face it. They're fucking cowards. If you're complying now, not, not all, not everybody. Let me, let me back up here because a lot of people were scared into what they were doing or forced into what they were doing. I understand it to a degree. I understand that you have a livelihood. You're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're, 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 you're in law enforcement or whatever. And you had to do what you had to do to stay and sustain your family. I, 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 I get it. I understand that. You're the good people that want that. And those good people have come out and said like they, that they are still against it, even though they had to take it. I commend But them. shame on the government to have to make somebody forced oh, for sure. to choose between 100%, 100%. keeping their family alive. Hundred percent. Walking away from a career that they've dedicated twenty years of service to, and then I now have to choose between that and feeding my family. The government and my morals. Hundred percent at fault. One hundred percent at fault for doing that. Yeah. Hundred percent for doing that. And 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 a and a big eye opener for that too is when we were looking at Australia and Canada, Australia being a very big culprit of this is that Australia was suffering through uh, a version of Chinese internment camps where Australians were being held inside of these like mobile home type camp caged uh, 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 landscapes where these people weren't they didn't want I, I think that they didn't want to be vaxxed uh, and that because they weren't being vaxxed or uh, they were supposedly registered, they supposedly had readings of COVID-19 or whatever. So they were being held in these like uh, quarantine areas. That's what, we're, that's what they were call, calling them instead of internment camps, um, quarantine areas, the soft word for internment camp. Um, so they were being held there, Australians. Um, and for days food would be brought to them. They could only, I think they could only use their phones like every few hours or whatever the fuck that was. Um, they couldn't go to work. Uh, they would get paid. I think if their jobs had known that they were there, but, um, you know, they had like that two week period where they had to be in these, uh, quarantine areas. That's like. It's almost like uh it's exactly what probably it's 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 like a soft part of what the Jews had gone through during the Holocaust. And I'm not trying to compare the Holocaust to COVID nineteen and quarantine camps. What I'm saying is the idea, the ideology, the context of it is that the relationship of the Holocaust and the Jews could actually become what mm-hmm. Australians had witnessed, what the Chinese actually witnessed, the Chinese people actually witnessed. The, 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 the Chinese were welding doors of apartments of Chinese uh, uh, tenants so that they would stay inside their homes during, during COVID-19. And even afterward, three years after it, they were doing this. 
it's it's on footage. There's footage of it. So it's like, where do we draw the line of political figures making decisions for people who actually uh, go about their lives peacefully, uh, not trying to bother anybody, just pay their taxes, which, you know, taxes is another conversation on whether or not we should. I was going to say, we could go down that rabbit hole for a while. So, but with all of that said, America is the last beacon of hope for the rest of the world. I just had this conversation with, with, with a good friend, Ray, Ray Watson, Two Hawks, Ray Watson. He's a Native American uh, political activist. And even he said that if this ship falls, the rest of the world will fall because of if we fall. And we're, because we're the last, we are the hybrid, we are the hybrid, I, I don't even want to say hybrid, we are the example of what the free world wants to be, minus the fucking chemicals and the fluoride and the, and, and, and the bullshit that's in our water and in our food and the antibiotics that doesn't need to be there. Other than that, we have a right to bear arms, the right to free speech. We don't get persecuted for what we say, for what we think. I mean, borderline. Well, that's where the responsibility lies on us patriots to stand up for what we believe in and make this continue to be a republic what we founded it on and and really abide by our constitution like it's our job that this government works for us we don't work for them they they work for us we we are the ones that um need to i want to say liberate other people into seeing behind that veil and really understanding like what they're what they're attacking is not just your you know freedoms or they're attacking the foundation of what this country is based on and they will continue to attack that until they actually succeed unless we stand up um i think that's where they didn't realize it's going to get that much slack from people as far as that weren't going to comply that weren't going to get the vaccine that we're going to say i'm not going to go outside with a mask on i'm going to live my life and i'm going to continue to breathe air and i'm going to continue to live in the freedom of what i believe um, and they didn't realize they were going to get that much kickback. And now they're starting to realize, like, well, this isn't going to go as easily as we think it's going to go. And hopefully uh, we create a revolution of people that are going to stand up to them and say, no, this isn't what we this isn't what we want. This isn't what America stands for. You know, no, 100 percent. So going beyond going a little bit beyond this. Um, when I guess when it comes to because you're a strong woman, you have a strong you have a strong personality, strong mind. When it comes to men that uh, I guess submit to something that they should actually be the ones resisting, right? Yeah. Um, if we're if we're to take it in context of 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 what it means to be men, what it means to be women, it's not to say that women have to be docile and just completely submit to something that sounds complete bullshit. But what I mean is is that I think men are bred and designed naturally to be this leadership figure, uh, as lo- you know, so long as they've they've had that type of um, influence in in their life. When 
I know what it I know what it looks like to me when I see it, but what does it look like to you when you see men, women, whatever uh, submitting to something that obviously is going against what uh, you know to, to basically going against what it means to be free, what it means to be American, what it means to be a human being living breathing and pursuing it's actually so, sad like i i don't i it's disappointing it's sad i feel like as as a society that um you know we have allowed people to get very lazy and we've allowed people to get very complacent and um that has actually bred a lot of other issues i mean and, and let's get real here like social media and all of the news outlets and everything else only further the problem of distraction of them actually not really living to their true potential. I think that it's sad because I've, I've had friends that I've actually been uh, no longer associated with because of the fact that they chose to um, really go down that rabbit hole of, of complying with things that, that they really went against their own morals. And to me, it was sad because it was like, look, I love you. I respect you. But if you can't stand up for your morals and your integrities and really like when the fire comes, you're not afraid to run in it and go through it, then like that that's a problem, you yeah. know? I mean, as a society, like we we have uh, allowed ourselves as a society to be very dumbed down. I, I I know that sounds mean, that might sound ruthless, but that's just how I feel. I think it's um, I think we've gotten it's a, it's an uh, honest. it's honest. Yeah. Like I mean it's not that I say that people are dumb by nature. I right. think that it's that we as a society have allowed ourselves to be distracted, to be manipulated, to be um, fooled into things that we should know better. We should want to take the time to learn, but we've become lazy. If it's put in front of me, then okay, yeah, I don't have to search for it. But like as as a biologically, we have been scavengers, we have been explorers, we have been, you know, people that, you know, took on territories and, and all of these things. And so like we as people have should have evolved to continue to seek out knowledge. And instead we have almost regressed back into being mm-hmm. lazy and not search, search like searching, seeking, really scavenging for that information. Um, I think that's what sets apart like those people that are really like still innately in touch with their true basic instincts of being explorers seekers of knowledge um i think that's what you know all of the conspiracy theorists were not conspiracy theorists they were people that sought out knowledge yeah people that were like i'm not going to just sit here and take what you're putting in front of me i'm going to seek it i'm going to do what i biologically am designed to do and that is to seek out knowledge and explore and and adventure into finding the answers myself. Um, so. Hundred percent. So. And, okay. So your perception, or your idea, or the belief system, or what you know, is what do you think on? What's your perception of God or spirituality? And how does that relate to the human being today? Um, as far as how we're technolo- 
so is technology a gift or a curse and is spirituality a is it is it old world type of uh you know concept or is it or is does it still fit even today in our technological age as human beings uh i think technology is been a double-edged sword mm. i feel like it, I, although it has brought advancements it has brought a lot of detriment to us as a society i agree um and i think it will continue look at artificial intelligence <laughs> you know I mean, yep. that's a whole topic in itself. And we're going to create something that, quite frankly, what if it literally gets to a point where we can't stop what we started? Yeah. You know, where do we end up then as a society? If we, if we, if, you know, I mean, I think that we have, we have took technology and we have found, we have done something that was so great in the beginning and that could have really advanced certain things and we have took it too far. Mm. Um, and where is that fine line? There's a fine line when it comes to anything. Um, and I think that's where it's, it's choosing what is that fine line and, and where, where have we, um, crossed too far over that threshold. So. And how do you think that that relates to, um, I don't know. Are you, are you a spiritual person? Are you, are you, do you, do you believe in God? Do you know of? that if there is a supreme being, a creator. Um, I believe in spirituality. I believe in the sun, the moon, the stars, what we have lived by, what, what Native Americans lived by. Like, let's get, let's get real here. Like, do I think that, you know, the idea, ideology of God is, is in the right place? Mm. Uh, do I believe that there is, you know, a book that is going to tell me everything on how I should live my life. I don't know. I'm still kind of exploring that. Mm. I feel like for me, I believe in the fundamentals of um, how the world has sustained itself through civilizations. There is so many civilizations that have looked at astrology and the sun, the moon, the oceans, all of these things that impact us as our personalities when we're born at different times of the year all of those things so i think there's a far more deeper uh forethought involved in what the definition of spirituality is yeah um but i feel like i identify as a person that is spiritual not um i'm not defined by a box and i, I don't think i could check a box if if you know there was a piece of paper put in front of me that says, you know, are you this, this, and this when it comes to spirituality or religion? I don't really know if I fit into one of those boxes. Mm. I feel like I'm a seeker and an explorer. And I think that that, that opinion changes all the time based mm. on information. Uh, so I'm not really one to be put in a box in any instance in my life. Um, and I think that's how most people should be. They yeah. should want to question things. We're, we're trying to avoid being put into a box until we finally have to be put into a box. Exactly. You and even I mean? at that point, I don't want to be put in a box. I want to be cremated. I want to be, there you, you know, right <laughs> across the, I, I want to do like the Vikings did and just put me on like a slab out in the ocean, light me on fire and let me go. Let me be I where I want to be. <laughs> I think that would be the best way to purify, purify the, you know, to to actually release the body from itself, yeah, and flourish yeah. In, into the rest of the uh, 
into the isness that is that is where we are created from. Um, I'd have to agree. I don't like being put into a box either. I because th there's a lot of things on, especially when it comes to religion. There's a lot of things that I lean towards. It could lean. I could lean towards Muslim. I could lean towards mm -hmm. uh, Judaism, and I can lean towards Christ uh, Christianity. I could also lean towards uh, Hinduism, even. Um, but I don't. It's, I, it's hard to confine my. I don't like being confined inside of a box either. I don't like being in a cage. I'm, I'm, I'm in a sense a free animal, and I like to. I, I, I like, like you said, I like to seek and explore and, and be able to wonder. You know what I'm saying? Because if I can find, if I, if I finally define and confine myself to something, that means I have to fully commit to whatever that is, and I can't say that I can fully commit to whatever that is because. I'm not, I'm not fully immersed into it. I mean, well, I think that's where it comes down to. How do you fully commit to something for the, like for the duration of your life? That's like saying right. I'm putting myself in this box and I'm not going to explore or seek out anything else as I evolve. But as right. individuals, we're meant to evolve, you know, yes. who I was yesterday, who I was a year ago, who I was 10 years ago completely different identities um, as a person and they're all on different spectrums because I have evolved and that is what we as a society and as human beings should be doing. 100%. You know. 100%. And, <clears throat> and I think with the idea to relate that with technology like what you were saying with, with artificial intelligence, what I worry about with that is that on one hand, I think that it will create extraordinary wonders and in fact that it 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 may already have been, has been doing that we're just not being told too much of what what mm. that may be um it may it may create extraordinary wonders as far as medical advancements um you know very positive technological advancements but we but we know for a fact that people like to weaponize things and we have robots and DARPA and Boston Dynamics are creating things like Terminator type looking things and mm -hmm. things. Uh, they want, they have a, they, they, the idea uh, is, is to create them militarily, but that's going to be policing in, in the forefront also. That's also the idea that, you know, imagine a fucking artificial intelligence robot walking up to you and asking you for your ID. Or pulling you over. Imagine that pulling you over and coming stepping out of its car and asking you for your ID and registration. Like, what? Who the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? So imagine on that scale, and I do believe that it could come to that at one point. It may it, it, that part, I don't know. I don't know. It I actually think that may come in our lifetime. You know, if we don't blow ourselves up, I think that might come in our lifetime. Um you no know. guarantees that might not happen first. Yeah. At this well, that's point. the thing. It's not up to us to, on, on whether or not. Well, may, may it may or may not be up to us on whether or not that happens and whether or not we blow ourselves up. But we also have to understand that there are fucking ridiculous people in control that do not need to be there. They, they, they just shouldn't allow to be there. They should never be there. I don't know why they're there, but they are there, and they're there for a reason, I guess. But going back to artificial intelligence, the scary thing about artificial artificial intelligence to me is that it comes so smart so sophisticated so advanced 
that we don't even know that it's in that we don't even know that it's actually in control. What I mean by that is that, okay, so say human beings announced the fact that they gave birth to artificial intelligence. I don't think that actually that part will actually happen. I think that it would happen and we won't even know it. We won't even fucking realize it because we can we yeah. we can go into how Google, uh, Facebook, and uh, I think there's a couple other applications out there that utilize artificial intelligence where you see people that artificially created people that look exactly like you and like me, like human beings, and they create the voice. The voices will kind of throw you off. You know that it's kind of computer generated in a sense. But the face, the facial recognition, you can't really tell. There's there's artificial intelligence created uh, human beings that when you look it up, it's like, holy fuck, that, that, I mean, that looks like an actual human being. But that actual human being doesn't exist anywhere in the world. It's created. It's, it's, it's digitally created, but it looks like a picture that you can take of yourself or a picture that I can take of myself, and it looks exactly like a human being. So that part can be a little alarming. Now, now if they get the voice recognition, if they get the, the emotion behind it, if they get the, the communication behind it really, really, really well, we will never know. And that's, that's the part that kind of makes me a little worried because, you know, people are out there trying to create these fucking androids that, I don't know, if, have you ever seen the movie uh, Ma Machina, I think it's called? It's yeah. Like, M-A-C-H-I-N-A. -A. It's about artificial intelligence inside of a robot that, that, that mimics human, you know, it, it's an artificial intelligence, it's a human being, but you can't really tell. You can't tell. Um, it would be on that level. I think at some point or another, we'll get there. Uh, yeah. It's a matter of time when we get there. I think that I, I, but that part of it is going to be weaponized no matter what there's no way there's no way a government out there is not going to be able to weaponize that and use that against the masses so is technology technology a good thing yes it's a good thing because it has created a lot of advancements but in the long term should we go back to our roots and actually be human beings and what we're here to be and just just live peacefully and 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 to understand each other to communicate with each other to to realize that race has nothing to do with anything in human society it actually was created for us to divide ourselves um well and that's where like i think that we've been blind to see that like honestly technology has hindered communication within between humans like we don't communicate the same way we used to we don't um we don't know how to connect with people in the same way because we've they've created that wall of, of technology that unfortunately has come with a lot of negative impacts um so i i, I think that it's it's a positive thing to have technology but it needs to be controlled and, and i think we at a certain point, we we crossed thresholds that made it not such a benefit um, to society. Mm. So I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> with all that in mind, too, um, 
when we relate each other to, I guess when we separate ourselves from the people who want to cancel out conversations that have to do with um, gender politics or gender identity and all that stuff. Um, Cause I know that, I know I that's, know I, I know that's like a 360 off of, uh, off of artificial intelligence and the pandemic. But I think, I think cancel culture has a lot to do with what, with what we do conversate amongst ourselves, human beings trying to learn and understand and research and, 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 uh, you know, trying to really come to terms with like what is actually happening in our world. So when it comes to this, the, the first amendment and cancel culture is the first, obviously I know what your answer is, but if you can give your perspective on what the first amendment means on, on being in a technological world and communicating amongst other people, why is that important and why, um, and why cancel culture is such a detriment towards it because cancel well, culture we've taken cancel, away the freedom of speech we've taken right. away the freedom of speaking of thinking clearly on our own and being able to articulate that without criticism yeah we're not even we're not even allowed to do that like people there's certain people that literally can't speak their own opinions because of the fear of what what will come after it what right. what where came where did the we've taken we've taken away the ability to have healthy debates We've taken away the ability for people to collaborate collectively and be able to learn from each other and respect each other's viewpoints. Mm -hmm. I don't say that I'm, I know everything and I don't and I never will. And I love and enjoy to collaborate with other people to hear their opinions because I may learn something from them. I may walk away from that conversation like, OK, I do see their their side. But we've taken away and removed that because we have literally tried to just be like, well, if you don't see things my way, I just want to cancel you out because you don't matter. Right. How? Where, how do we learn as a society like that? How do we learn right. if it's just based on one viewpoint that that's that's not going to help anybody? Right. Well, yes, I agree. Cancel culture, a lot of people from the cancel culture side, it, it, it's usually people who are uh, very hyper um, interactive with gender politics. A lot of them are very hyper, hyper gender politics. So for instance, if you, if you think that um, a book doesn't need to be included in a classroom for first graders or sixth graders, that's basically conducting porn act <laughs> actions, um teaching people how to forgive me how to eat pussy or how to suck dick basically is appropriate for sex education for sixth graders first graders second grade whatever in the context of that is actually showing it in the cartoon form when parents go against this right and they're deemed as basically domestic terrorists according to the fbi uh and people in the lgbtq 
this, that, and plus. third. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't even know what it is anymore. Plus, minus, <laughs> comma. Um, There's too many letters at this point, so I just say LBG, two, LGBT plus. No, and uh, listen, no, there really is no disrespect to the LGBT no. community. Because, and another thing, too, is what the media suppress, suppresses is that a lot of the LGB, the original LGBTQ community actually comes out and says um, they're against this gender politics these 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 uh gender identity politics because they realize that the fact that a lot of these things are going towards children there there there's a grooming of children so cancel culture likes to come at very high profile people or just any pretty much anybody they they would come after this conversation just in its own, just in its own by asking the question or even coming up with a conversation that you're actually having some type of hate towards towards uh people who are trans people who are gay people who are lesbian people who are other and whatever uh and and think that you're trying to come at them in some hateful form and it's violence it's not violence if you're asking a question violence would mean that they all have to be burned to the stake and i that's not a well, I think that's where we've misinterpreted that just because I don't agree with something or I don't want to live my life that way, that doesn't right. mean I'm attacking them. It doesn't right. mean that I don't respect them. I have friends right. that are gay. I have friends that are, you know, um, right. of different walks of life. I don't care what they do and how they live their lives. It's how they treat me as a human being, period. Right. 100%. Judge, judge those who are, judge those by their character, not by their race or identity. And um, Exactly. And that's so cancel culture wants to make it seem as though when these kind of conversations come out that you're being a bigot and you're 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 being hateful and that you shouldn't exist because it creates violence towards those who are trans, those who are gay, those who are lesbian, and so on and so forth. Um, cancel culture, in my opinion, and and, and it may actually be. A, a very voted factual uh, point from a lot of people is that if you're canceling conversations out, if you're canceling statements out, if you're canceling people who are speaking their opinion on things, you're eliminating that speech on, on dialogue. You're eliminating the, uh -huh. the you're eliminating the arena of where someone can try and find understanding between you and that other person. Um, who may be different from you you may have different views from it's fine to have different views if you're asking these questions if you're not so people say cancel culture obviously and i think that we can agree to this point as far as you know you don't want to call anybody out on any racial derogatories and and, and completely uh -huh. somebody on some ridiculous uh uh hateful speech however however and unfortunately, a part of free speech is to have the ability to speak whatever you say, right? And unfortunately, that means being that you have the ability to have hate speech. Now, it doesn't mean that people who are pro-free speech, pro-First pro Amendment, pro um, not being canceled for speaking your opinion means that they support people who are speaking hateful, saying racial derogatories and all that nonsense all you have to do is not listen to those people all you have to do is uh -huh. not talk to those people all you have to do is not give your traffic and your money and your attendance to those kind of people who are like that 
That's all. Well, that. that's where I view cancel culture as an attack, not on just freedom of speech, but I view cancel culture as an attack on knowledge. Yes. They're attacking our yes. ability yeah, yes. to truly collaborate, speak freely, and deliberate in a way where people can continue to seek knowledge. It's a direct attack at people being able to seek out knowledge because we're cutting out the conversation. Right. We're, right. we're, we're eliminating them. Right. If I, if, For instance, yes, 100%. If you can't ask somebody that says, okay, I don't understand why gender politics have to be involved in uh, the curriculum between one uh, between first and sixth graders. I don't understand why CRT has to be involved in first grade to 12th grade because it doesn't it doesn't uh, conform not conform. It doesn't form all of the ideologies, all of the context of what it means of 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 American colonization I'm sorry, European colonization into America, native, native indigenous, all of that stuff, all of it. It has yeah. to include all of it, not one section. Another but thing, then if you say you don't want that and you're against them speaking critical theory, critical race theory, then you're a bigot. But that's not the truth. I don't want them to teach and, that to my kid in school. Huh? I said, if you if you disagree with it, you're either a racist, bigot, or a white nationalist. Yeah, and I'm none of those. I just want you, if you're going to tell the story, right. tell all of it. Tell, Don't leave out parts. Have to tell all of it. Because if not, it's just propaganda, just like right. everything else that they've given us. is It's picked apart, and it's pieced right. together to compile it in a way where it is um, portrayed in the mindset of what they want you to believe. It's 100%. not the truth. Yes. The thing about the issue that even I have about CRT is this, is that, um, so, there, so CRT, critical race theory, it's supposed to go into like early history uh, on America and on world history and stuff. The major parts that they actually leave out, which was a lot of what um pro i don't want to get this wrong but if i do get this wrong correct me if i'm wrong in comments or whatever but i think that it's from pro african-american perspective and it means that taking african history and actually um signifying of where of where those people where the people of that time came from right so we understand that through egypt and through kemet and through uh um uh ethiopia and all that stuff all, all of the great dynasties and all that stuff we've talked about we do talk about that's been talked about in world in uh world history in school although a lot of it has been very like you know uh, I hate this fucking term, but whitewashed. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not the full story, right? Because we go, we go briefly into that and then immediately into like American, uh, colonization and slavery and all that stuff and whatever. And then, and then, you know, black people are depicted as just slaves. Well, they weren't, they weren't, they didn't, that's not how they started out. Uh, CRT doesn't actually go into the full history of that. It only goes into the history of where, at least from what I've read in the articles that I've read, and I've done a lot of research, um, it goes into the fact of where 
uh, it's just white European colonization, right? Going into America. The fact is, is that white, the term white didn't exist until 1676. The term white didn't, whiteness didn't, didn't, uh, didn't exist until 1676 from the English, from the British, from those who have invaded lands here um, in America. So if you are Irish, you're Irish. If you're Italian, you're Italian. If you're, uh, if you're Ethiopian, you're Ethiopian. If you're African, you're African. If you're, uh, and that's a vague term rather in that time in in history. Um, if you were Spain, you were Spaniard, so on and so forth. So a lot of things in CRT are left out and it's very targeted to create a divisive way of thinking, right? A divisive way of, of, of mentality. It's furthering the profile of racism. Basically, that's what it's doing. It's furthering the profile of racism, racism in a ta- in a context of of like, um, you know, if, if 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 you know, basically, if your white ancestors had owned slaves, which another thing CRT doesn't teach, it was only a fraction of that time frame, and it was yeah. very rich and wealthy English British people during that time frame. Sorry for the British and English. I mean, that's what it was. That's what it is. That's, I mean, you enslaved Irish people, you enslaved Italians and all that, blah, blah, blah. It's not about, it's, it's just about going through the ritual of the, uh, of, of the context of the history. So. But that's where that's, we have bred into that's a lot society, of, this mindset right. of not seeing the true history, like slavery, slavery, you know, it's been pegged as just being where African-Americans were enslaved no, before that. There was many other civilizations oh, and many, many other dynasties. That thousands of years. White people. And, you know, I mean, Egypt was built on the backs of, of people. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there, there is a huge level of um, not going back enough, far enough into slavery to see where it truly came. And Candace Owens actually talked about this topic of like the fact that, you know, what we in modern day America have been convinced of what slavery was is not at all what the true history of slavery is. Um, yep. So I think there's, there's a lot, a lot of history that is ripped out and pieced together to make it, a, you know, more propaganda, um, which is sad because at this point now, cancel culture just wants to cancel out history altogether. I mean, that's where like the, thing you said in North Carolina that happened is they were wanting to destroy one of the Robert E. Lee um, statues, I believe. I'm not correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but and they right. did the same thing, like, similar in my own town, where they wanted to, like, literally tear down a statue of uh, somebody from history because it was related to slavery. It's like, no, that, that that's not at all. We can't erase history. If we were erase history, what are we left with? Right. How do we well, learn? How do we evolve as a society? I wasn't in favor of tearing things down that pertain to, uh, you know, very, prob- very harsh times in, in, yeah. in early American history. I mean, let's face it. Early American history is very harsh, no matter what, no matter how, no matter how you spin it. But we weren't told the whole story. But with that in mind, um, tearing down history, no matter what, uh, it, 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 it only invokes the opportunity to repeat it. And I don't want to repeat that. I don't. I don't want. I don't want anyone to repeat. Uh, you know, something like that. It's. It's. It, it was a fucking awful time. But the thing about 
tearing statues down and all that stuff. What I was in favor, what I was in favor of is that, okay, if you want to remove this, those statues, because, you know, uh, there were some figures in uh, history that had statues lifted of them that probably didn't need to be fucking celebrated. And I agree with that. However, instead of tearing them down, at least remove them in place of those who were very prominent and pro-human uh, uh, productivity, right? Um Maybe put maybe put some very prominent Native American figures, maybe prominent African American figures, maybe prominent white figures that were pro human productivity. Uh, what I mean by productivity is that as 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 being peaceful in progress and 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 being anti slavery, being yeah. anti uh, human, uh, being against sorry, being against anti human rather, and then putting all of these. Racially motivated uh, high figures inside of like a historical monument where they can be learned about because people like Robert E. Lee uh, and the likes of 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 that individual can be learned about because they need to be learned about so that those things were not to be repeated. Um, and I just think that's where our society has 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 evolved to as far as when it comes to uh, you know CRT. And uh, just in general, just in conversation in general, and I know, and I know that like this conversation that uh, we're having about that is probably going to be you know a little bit uh, eye rolled against. But I encourage, I really encourage people to to actually look into the to the histories of our country and our world and how and especially how America developed. America is a very um, unique country, and 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 the states are very unique in themselves and how they developed between um uh between black people between white people and between native americans and i'm using white and black as a very um uh loose term because with my knowledge of where black and white comes from it's not how we were signified it it, 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 it this this nation america this nation was built off of off of indigenous natives uh irish Italian, Chinese, um, and you know, then you had some Spaniards and some French and some Portuguese, but a lot of, but a lot of the Irish, Italian, Chinese, and 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 native. And what I mean by native, a lot of those natives were looked African. They had those features, so we worked to get together. The the only reason why we have these terms, white, black, and all that garbage. Uh, that 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 aren't even fucking real terms is because of crown royal crown British crown uh, terminology context. It's how it's how they were able to separate the people. So it's it's I encourage people <laughs> to look into the real histories that we weren't taught in our schools through twelve years college, all of that stuff. You know, so. That's where well, I, I think that goes back to look at history, look at the political parties. I think there's a lot of people that have a misconception of a lot of the political parties and where they originated yeah. and what, what, who was in bed with those political parties at certain times in, oh, yeah. in history. You know, there's a huge misconception as far as that. And um, people have been fed a propaganda that um, I feel like they're on, they're on the side that they didn't realize was not the side that really is that shares the same viewpoints of what their their real 
goal is. Here's the thing about a little bit of our early American history. When when we started to politicize ourselves and 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 become a uh, more of a, I know this is probably going to get a little bit of heat, but when I say, dare I say, a little bit more civilized nation, uh-huh. right? Um, because we transformed from tribal in order to being society and community, right? Um, we had to live amongst each other, um, and. A lot of our early politics were you had your Native Americans involved in politics. You had, um, and when I say Native Americans, I also mean black people mm-hmm. that you would that that you would associate with Africans. Africans were there were like ten thousand Africans that 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 got shipped over from from Spain, from Africa to the Americas. Just to get that clarified, anybody listening. Roughly, that was the number. Everybody that everybody that was here was already here, was already here. Other than Irish, other than Italians, other than um, uh, Scottish people, uh, other than the early American peoples that were here, uh, they were they were already here. They were already here. So, with that in mind, there were. So, when I say native, I mean people that that would appear to have been black. African peoples, and then then you had your then you had your Irish, and then you had your Italians, and then you had your English, and and, and British people. Uh, so anyway, the politics basically were revolving around those those people, and natives appeared black, had black had African features from from so-called uh, African peoples were involved heavily in politics were governors, were mayors, were statesmen. They were involved in it. Very highly educated people. It's contrary to what we've been uh, taught in early history um, that, you know, black people were just brought over here and they didn't they didn't know how to read or or anything like that. That's 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 actually not the truth. That it was actually not the case when when that happened. I mean Yes, there were there were parts of it in our history that happened, but it wasn't a big portion of that history. Um, a lot of a lot of people who were already here in the early American in the early American um, were already involved in politics and all that stuff, and they were already becoming uh, uh, understanding that there were other people in the world to find some type of community amongst each other. Um, uh-huh. Is it perfect? Was it perfect? Did it happen perfectly? No, of course not. Nothing does, um, but this is the best system as of right now across the planet. Yes. All right. Well, I don't mean to tell you that we got to cut it short, but you know we've been on the, you know we've been doing this for like two and a half, three hours, right? That's fine. That's fine. We we have got a lot of good. Uh, I was already going to ask you. I know that we. Uh, it's like two. I think it's two twenty-five right now. Uh, we had a little hiccup with the Zoom and all that stuff. So I got that footage. We've got this. We've had a long conversation. Um, there's a lot more to unpack um, that we haven't gotten to yet, but um, hopefully we're going to do an in-studio session where we can have that unpacking. Yes, yes. Um, And we'll talk a lot more on how COVID has transformed our world. Uh Also, we'll, we'll dive more into the artificial intelligence stuff, and I would like to dive more into the uh, balloon uh, being 
the the sightings in the air and all that stuff and 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 what that means project blue beam we can go into that too i don't know if you know uh any anything about that but i, I i'd encourage looking into that a little bit yeah um you know the whole fake alien invasion shit um <laughs> that's the next agenda for sure i i i in my heart i believe that that's the whole thing yeah i appreciate you coming on brooke always uh always a pleasure how can um let people know how they can reach you and and follow you um so you can follow me on tiktok instagram and um i will probably be coming up with some other platforms here soon but my uh handle is unapologetically brooklyn um (laughs) because i'm unapologetic about anything that i say so um you know definitely come follow me i think there's a lot more content to follow um and a lot more to come so all right roger that thank you for coming on brooke always a pleasure to talk with you always Thank you. Bye. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is a struggle for the survival. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. And this will be our last chance to save. I'm trying to free your mind. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. At last. No judge in U.S. history has ever told somebody what they can and can't say. The whole purpose of the First Amendment is to keep the government the hell out of the business of speech. Many of us have been brought to the brink. A lot of us here have calling. I can only show you the door. You awake another. You're the one that has to walk through it. Something's happening, right? Civilization is weird. Time is coming. That's tricky. Right?